Welcome to our NEC Now series. This is part of the NEC Overtime Pod. You can find the NEC Overtime Pod on your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Today's guest, he is familiar to NEC football fans, a former all-conference defensive player. Now he's a coach. He's the defensive coordinator of St. Francis U, Bishop Neal. Bishop, thanks for joining me as a guest on our NEC Now series. Um, obviously, you have a bit of a unique story, having been an athlete in the Northeast Conference, and uh, then now evolution into a coach in the Northeast Conference. So. Uh, seems like an interesting perspective, and I'll be um, really excited to talk to you about that today. Um, let's start off now where you're from. You're a you're, you're lifelong Pennsylvania guy. I believe you're from Clareton. Yes, What's Clareton, Pennsylvania all about? Um, yeah, so um, right there. I, I am from Clareton, Pennsylvania. You know, you'll never hear me say I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, always, always Clarence. You know, um, Clarence is a, it's a small mill town, and it's a, it's a huge football, um, it's a football town. You know, everybody there is, you know, they're all in on the football. And, you know, um, you know that's, that's what we live and die by. You know, that's, that's just the way we always operate it. It's, it's just, as it is what it is. That's, that's, we love football. You know, that's, that's who we are. Well, I know football is really big and popular out in Western Pennsylvania, a big part of the community, right. uh, certainly high school football, youth football. Um, so you kind of answered my question that, you know, being born in Clareton, you know, football is kind of automatically in your blood um, because I was going to ask you, you know, how did you get your start in football? When did you begin to play the game? Um, and when did you really um, think about having a future in football and having a career in football? You know, I, I kind of started a little later than, than the normal, the normal kid uh, in football. You know, I didn't start playing. I know everybody that was around me, they started playing around when they were about five or six years old. You know, that's, that's how it is in, in Clarence. But, you know, I didn't start playing until I was around 10 or 11. You know, I was a little little older than the, with my start, you know. But um, the reason for that, my dad didn't want me to play in, in, unless I was serious. You know, he, he knew that it was a serious game. And, you know, he, don't, he, he knew that you're not going to be out there if you're not going to give you all, if you're not going to be all, all in on it. And, you know, even at that age, you know, I was maybe 10 or 11 years old and, you know, he had me out there running with parachutes, you know, running with tires and things like that, just getting my body right and training my body to, you know, to to withstand the season and, you know, and and, and prepare myself to, you know, to dominate the competition I'm going to be playing against. But, uh, you know, and I, that, that's kind of how I had my start. And that's, you know, that's why my mentality is what it is. You know, it's just, just the way my dad approached it. The way he approached the game is, you know, kind of the same way I approach it. Did your dad have any coaching ties or any 
football background or did yeah. he just love the game? And, uh, and he played in high school. He's a high school player. Uh, he also coached us, you know, he coached uh, our little league team growing up. Um, he's, yeah, he's a football guy through and through, you know, he, people around uh, Claire and still tell me stories about how, how, how he, uh, how he would run through people and hit people and, you know, uh, how, how good of a running back he was. So, you know, um, you know, he, he, he's just a football guy, you know, and he, he bred that with, with me. So now, how do you wind up at St. Francis? Obviously, you, you play youth football. You go on to play in high school. Um, you wind up, I think, at St. Francis in 2011, yep. which I believe coincides with Coach Valerio's head coaching tenure there. I know he was a part of the program. Um, with uh, the old coach, Dave Ofar, but uh, I believe he took over the head coaching job around 2011, um, and I believe that's when you came in. How did you wind up at St. Francis um, at that time, which was sort of a time of transition for their program? Well, I, I started at St. Francis. As you, you know, um, it was – during my recruiting process, was, it was a tough situation. It was a tough process. You know, I always felt like I was, you know, a little underrated, you know, because I truly, you know, even when I got to college, I didn't have a position. You know, I was always a guy that I never truly had a position. And, um, you know, I, I got to St. Francis because a coach at Clareton, uh, Eric Fusco, he, uh, he did a great job with uh, reaching out uh, to schools for me, you know. Um, St. Francis was one that um, his, his now wife at the time, or his now wife, she was a, a basketball coach at St. Francis. And um, she ended up passing my film on to the football staff. And, you know, they loved, they, I guess they, they loved it. You know, uh, Coach Nolf was a guy that was, he was the linebacker coach at the time, also the defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, he, I guess he loved the film and, you know, I, they took a shot on me, you know, and I, I really appreciated it. They were the only school that, you know, took a shot on me. So, you know, I, I've been loyal ever since, you know, just because, you know, they, they were loyal to me. They, they took a shot on me, a little kid from Clareton that, you know, we, we get a bad rap at times, but a little kid from Clareton that, that didn't have a position, you know. And I definitely want to talk about the position um, in a minute. But before we go there um, and talk about your linebacker, defensive back, hybrid <laughs> kind of role, um, right. and then some more explore some of the defensive backs at St. Francis over the past 10 years, because we know a lot of all-conference talent and all-America talent has come through the program over the past decade um, but that leads me perfectly into my next question because you have, I'm talking about all conference talent and all America talent at St. Francis, but when you arrived as a student athlete, they were coming off a one win season. I believe your freshman year was a two win season, but then things started to turn. I believe you guys had three straight seasons where you won five games apiece. And for a program that had not won 
more than three NEC games in any given season in its history and a program that had not had a winning season at the FCS level, that was a big deal. And then sure enough, two years later, you come back as a coach. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you come back as a coach and St. Francis wins an NEC championship uh, and goes to the FCS playoffs. So what about that transformation really sticks with you? Because you saw it from the beginning on a two-win team as a freshman and all the way through to where the program is today in 2020, and you're the defensive coordinator. Right. It, it was uh, – that first year was tough, man. <laughs> it was tough. I, uh, I come from – so our high school, you know, coming from Clarence High School, I probably only lost four games my entire career in, in high school. So that first year, you know, only winning two games – you know, it was <laughs> it was a rough transition for me, but um, you know, we we've had the talent, you know, ever since then. You know, we always had the talent to do it, and like as players, we seen that. You know, it was just uh, it was mentality at times. You know, it, it got to a point in games sometimes, uh, you could just look over to the teammate next to you, and you you could see that he was already defeated before the game was over. You know, so that's that's what. Uh, that's what we truly had to change. You know, our class, well, we came in, I guess, uh, it, was, it was a good amount of us uh, that came in that year. But um, I think our class was the class that, you know, truly set out to change the mentality that we ain't, right, we're not going to keep this losing effort. Like, we're here for a reason. And we're here to, to change things and not just keep continue with the flow. Like, I, like that, that was our mentality, you know, and um, – you know, it continues to change, continues to keep getting better. You know, being a coach now, you know, having more of a say in that, you know, I think that's um, that's huge. I, I love the position I'm in. I'm very grateful to, for the position that I'm in. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a huge transition, you know, from even the athletes that we're getting now and, you know, even the, the support that the school has given us now as well. So, it's been a huge transition from that 2011 season till 2020. And it's now, only on the way up. <laughs> absolutely. Now, in 2013, you were all-conference player on the second team. Your senior year, you were first-team all-conference. Um, I believe officially you were listed as a linebacker, but – it was kind of weird. You could linebacker, defensive back, safety. I don't want to say the word tweener because – but you were kind of maybe a little before your time. Now you see, especially in the NFL, you see this quote-unquote hybrid position where teams are going um, maybe a little smaller, a little lighter, a little faster. And it's almost like your third linebacker is uh, another safety in a sense. Um yeah. But what can you say about uh, yourself as a player and kind of finding a role um, and, and playing this hybrid? Because, honestly, like I said, you were an all-conference linebacker, but, I mean, you could have been considered an all-NEC DB as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really like talking about myself as a player. 
you know, because, you know, right now it's, it's not about me. You know, it's about the guys that I'm coaching. Um, but as a player, I was just, I was just hungry. You know, I, I always felt like I had something to prove. And I always felt like I had a chip on my shoulder just because of the fact that I didn't have a position. You know, I was always undersized to be a linebacker. And I was always not, I was always a step too slow to be a, a, a true safety, you know, and, you know, I realized that and it took me a while to realize that until I ran my 40 and I got the 40 time back and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a safety and not, not a corner, not a DB, but, uh, but yeah, it was just, um, it was just the mentality that I had was it allowed me to, you know, get the most out of, you know, my true potential and my, and my, uh, just my physical makeup, you know, I, it was more of, um, I wasn't the the most physically gifted guy. You know, I was always a little undersized, so my mentality had to look, be a little bit different than than the most to 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 be the all conference guy. You know, I had to had to had to work a little harder than than the most than most people. Well, let's talk about some of these guys um, that you both played with and then coached and. I mean, it's it's such a long list. Of course, Lorenzo Jerome, Malik Duncan, Delando Boyd, Hakeem Kennard. Um, I, I mean, the, the the list goes on and on. Jermaine Ponder. Um, I know I'm missing a ton of guys, but it seems that over the past ten years. It's it's been a hotbed for all conference defensive backs in in Loretto. Um, what can you say about that as a whole? You know, uh, do you see yourself as a DBU of the NEC? And um, also, any of those guys that I mentioned, uh, what stands out to you about those individual players? Um, did they have something? in common? Was there something that they all, um, some thread that, 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 that tied them together? Um, you know, what was it that made those individuals so successful at this level? You know, when, when people ask me about the, the DBs that I coached and the, the, the success that they had, um, I, I put it, I give it all to them. You know, it's, it's all the work ethic that they put in, you know, it was, uh, I'll say it's culture over talent there. You know, it's, it's more culture over talent because they they just keep passing it down as the years go on. You know, it's um, they still love to t communicate with the guys that's on the on the team now. So it's you know, it's, so it never falls. You know, that's 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 the big thing is that even even when we were here, you know, when I was. When I was playing here, same same thing. You know, people always reached out to us and, you know, made sure that we was keeping a legacy that was going. You know, Jake DeMetal was a guy that was really a great leader for us. You know, um, Daquan Mentor also was a great leader for us. You know, so like those guys are they still they still give back. You know, they still come back and and talk to the guys and you know make sure that they're. Um, doing what they still need to be doing and you know that's that's the that's the thing that I think it is man it's, it's more culture than it is than it is me you know it's, it's not me at all it's more just the 
the culture of it that we built throughout the years. It seems as if there's, you know, a real sense of community around the St. Francis, uh, St. Francis uh, football program. Right. Um, and it's growing. It's growing. Now, as far as you personally um, and your position, Bishop, um, as someone who has come up through a mill town in Western Pennsylvania, under-recruited, you got a chance at college, you made the most of it, you're now coaching, giving back to the game, and you're in a position of leadership. Um, and you're an example of success. Um, do you see yourself as that? And do you see yourself as maybe an agent, uh, an agent of change um, in today's world? And do you see it as an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to help guide and teach and support young men? Right. That's, yeah, I definitely see myself as a um, as a leader in that way to to help uh, make change throughout the world. Um, that's part of the reason why I got into coaching in the first place. You know, that was that was the biggest thing that I wanted to be able to, you know, help people get get on the right track and also stay on the right track. You know, because where I'm from, you know, it's football or you know it's the streets. Like you, that's that's the option that you that you pick throughout the, throughout your, uh, your life growing up in Clarence. So it's either you'll pick football or you'll pick the streets because, you know, education system isn't, isn't the greatest, you know, the, the motivation behind that isn't the greatest, you know, but, um, but I was grateful, you know, to have a, have my dad, he was a coach and, you know, my mom was also, she was huge on academics. Now, I was grateful to have both of my uh, both of my parents in my life, and you know I, I grew up around people that didn't have that, you know, and I, I seen the the negative sides of it, you know, growing up, and I was able to, you know, identify that, and you know, I, to see that and and try to help them throughout, you know, us growing up, and you know, most people end up, you know, staying on the right track, and but there's also some people that don't, you know, that 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 takes a different route because their situation may be different. But, um, yeah, that's the reason why I became a coach is to try to keep guys on that right track and, you know, keep, keep progressing, you know, keep, keep striving for something, you know, just to, just keep trying to be a righteous guy in this world, you know? So that's, that's the huge reason why I got into coaching and obviously the love for the game. Um, so I'm sure your players do see you uh, as a role model. Um, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Um, let's talk about some of those players right now, if you don't want to single them out, but uh, maybe talk about your defense as a whole. And um, obviously there's going to be a lot of excitement to get back to football um, for everyone, for the country. Um, but there was already some excitement to get into the 2020 season at St. Francis. Um, Cause I know the defense did some big things last year. Um, and I'm sure you guys are set to improve on that. So how excited are you 
for 2020 and to coach up this red flash defense? I am very excited, man. I miss football so much, man, not having spring ball. You know, that, that was, that was a tough, that was tough, man. Um, you know, I, I'm, we're, I believe we're very, um, we're blessed, you know, with the, with the individual players that we have right now, you know, we, um, we have a, a great, like great group of guys coming back on both sides of the ball. You know, we're, we're blessed right now. So the, the, the thing is, we also got, a, we got a, a bunch of great guys coming in as well, you know, so, you know, we just got to keep coaching those guys up, keep coaching them hard and, um, and making sure that they know um, that what they can, what they can actually do in this, in, in this on the field, man. So I don't want them to, you know, I hate using the word potential. Yeah, I, I always hate using the word potential because this potential is, you know, is I feel like it's a disrespect. You know, I've always thought that. You know, a couple of my players, uh, we had te- we were talking about this before. Potential is kind of a disrespect. Either you is or you ain't. You know, it's either you're you're going to be good or you're not. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's no potential there, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really hate using the word. I usually hate. I do, but you know, um, it's it's all word. We're gonna get in. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna get out what uh, what we put in. We're definitely gonna get out what we put in. And I think we have the guys to do it. So you know, I'm excited to you know just leave those guys. Yeah, I'm with you on the word potential. Uh, I do find myself using it a lot, but it's kind of lazy and it's. Yeah, the potential of what could be, but there's also a reality of what it is right now, too. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> um, and you, and you got you to actually work hard to, to reach that. So I, I don't know if it's potential. You know, it's either – it's just, you know, it's work ethic. You know, everybody can be better. You know, even, like, potential is just so – like you said, it's a lazy word. Now, how about your guys? What have they been doing to – um, stay on top of their game uh, during this. It's an off season, but it's an off season unlike we've never seen. There was no spring ball. Guys weren't on campus. They didn't finish out classes on campus. Um, I'm sure just emotionally, mentally, like it's a lot has to be going through these guys' minds. And I'm sure that you as a coach – have probably your phone's probably been blowing up. Uh, guys, just probably even looking to chat or looking for advice or um, trying to talk. So, um, how have these guys been dealing with this situation, and how have you been interacting with them um, over this last two and a half month, three month period? Uh, it's, it's definitely been a it's been a tough period, you know, tough time, especially with this, uh, with the COVID going on. Um, Cause obviously we don't, we don't have, there's a lot of restrictions that we, that we can't actually, you know, send guys through workouts. Like I can't have them record the videos and send to me. So I just, um, not just tell them, you know, make sure that you're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They know the, the everyday drills that we do and, you know the the things that I'm big on. You know, especially conditioning. They like they know what they should be doing, and uh, if they have questions, they usually reach out to me. We also have meetings. You know, just um, 
just about uh, install things. And, you know, we also have meetings about, you know, just mindset stuff, you know, so, you know, that's, that's how we've been handling it around here, you know, but it, like, like most teams, you know, our hands are tied with a, with a lot of things that we, that we can do. All right. Now, um, I really appreciate your time today. and it, it, It's great um, to learn more about your story and your mindset and, and your perspective on things. Um, I think probably the most appropriate way to uh, round this out is to give you a chance um, to make a pitch for your program. I know you're one of the recruiting coordinators out there. Um, why St. Francis and why St. Francis football? So if I, my recruiting pitch is terrible. All right. Because <laughs> what, what I'm going to say is if you're, if you're willing to, if you, depends on what you want, depends on what you want in this, in this world. If you want to, if you want to be great at football, you know, obviously St. Francis is a great opportunity. We have, we have guys that, you know, showed that they could be great in the football field. We had guys that went went off and signed NFL contracts. Also had guys that, you know, are all Americans and all conference guys and won NEC championship in 2016. So if you have you want that opportunity, you know, you can even learn from a, a head coach that was an eleven year veteran in the NFL as well. So hundred percent. Yeah. He's he's a huge, huge point, you know, but you know, all that, all that is, you know, I would say all that is BS though. You know, all it is BS if you, if you don't come in and put the work in. You know, it doesn't matter what we can do for you. It's what you're going to do for yourself and what are you going to be able to retain. And, you know, if we, um, you know, it's, it's all it is, is you got to be, the recruit got to be willing to work with us. You know, if the recruit is willing to work with us and work with the school and work with the program, they're going to get the most, whether if it's on the field, off the field, in the classroom, they're going to get the most out of it, and we're going to make sure of that, right? But the recruit got to be willing to do so. And if you're not willing to do so, St. Francis ain't the place for you, you know? But if you are willing to do so, we would love to have you. So that's most of the time, that's my recruiting pitch because, you know, it ain't all glitter and gold. You know, football, like college football, no matter what school you're at, it's not all glitter and gold. You know, so I'm, I'm not a guy. Neither is life. I, I right. don't know anything in life that's all glitter and gold. So, right, exactly. Um, you know, um, with that said, do you feel now, uh, I don't want to really put you on the spot, but do you feel now that going into 2020, you have enough of those type of guys in your locker room, enough of those um, young men who understand what St. Francis football is and what, you know, what they're there to do. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that we have a ton of guys, you know, that are, that are willing to, to put the work in and, you know, we've obviously we had, we've been, um, it's a ton of guys that have actually been making strides that, you know, to, to, to gain that mentality as well. You know, some people that came in with that mentality, some people was gaining that mentality right now as well. But, um, you know, um, I think we have, we have enough, 
You know, I think we have a good amount of guys that's that's going to come in and step in and you know lead the pack and um, lead the rest of the team. You know, that's that's what it's all about. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get back out there and and uh, see the see the growth of the guys both physically and mentally. You know, at the end of the day, the mental part is going to separate you. Right, one more now. Um, best player you've ever played against, and then the best player you've played against in the NEC. Best player or coached I ever, against or coached against. Best player I ever played against was on my team, Kahari Dixon. Really? He was the best player that I've ever played against. He was one of the we, – we literally – at practice, we used to get in fights all the time. Just because we we kept wanting to we wanted to one up each other all the time like you're you're not better than me like that, that was the mentality every single practice and you know it made both of us better you know throughout throughout our career you know but he was definitely one of the toughest guys I've ever played against and you know, he never backed down from anything there was a lot of guys that you know in the middle of a game like guys that was you know that was all conference guys on other teams that, you know, if we're attacking them, if we're hitting them hard, you, you see it, that he start curring up a little bit. And, you know, but if we're attacking Kahari like that at practice, he was, it was, there was no back down, no backing down at all. So he was, he was tough. He was a tough guy. Um, best player that I've coached against in the NDC. Was probably uh, Nahari Crawford. Okay. Sure. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was different. <laughs> he was different. Yeah, he, was, he was pretty good. But watching yeah, was, was quickness, shifty, good hands. Yep. Um, without a doubt. Uh, and then going back to Kahari, the reason why I was kind of surprised when you said Kahari, obviously he was an All-American talent. Um, he was ridiculous. NEC Russia <laughs> champ. Um, you know, he wasn't the only All-American back to come through St. Francis. You had Kyle Harbridge as well. Right. But the reason why I was surprised when you said Kahari was I thought you were going to say um, Tyler Boyd from your hometown, now with the Cincinnati Bengals. But I didn't know, maybe, did you overlap with him at all? In, yeah, in he, was, he, was, uh, he was younger than me, though. He was, uh, he was a sophomore when I was a senior. Uh, he, was, he was really talented, too. Uh, he was really talented. He was... We knew he was going to be special because um, we used to have Wednesday practices was our defensive practice days. And uh, he would be our scout team running back. And he was the only person that could consistently score in our defense. And like we knew he was going to be special. And, you know, throughout that year, we started to see his growth, as, even as a sophomore. You know, we went down to the state championship, and you know that was his that was his coming out party. Like he ended up, he ended up scoring like three touchdowns. We were down twenty four nothing, you know, and he single handedly brought us back into the game as a, as a sophomore. So like we we knew he was going to be special. You know, yeah, but he was got to be a lot of pride too, right, from a guy like that from your hometown, small town, right? Who, who makes it that far, you know? Love him, man. He was um. You know, I wouldn't say that he was the one of the best players I played against because at the time he was he was really talented. He was good. He was younger time, though. He was he was younger and he was probably like 100, 
at, you're much more advanced than, right. than he was as, as a high school senior. He was about 140 pounds at the time, too. So, like, yep. you know, like, yep. but as, athletically, yes, he, he had it, you know, but he just wasn't as developed yet. But we we seen that it was going to be special. But, um, yeah, Kahari Dixon is – Kahari Dixon was really, really special when, when we played together. Yeah, he was, again, part of that uh, revolution or uh, renaissance, you know, a rebirth right. out in Loretto for the program. So yep. um, he helped change the mentality those. as well. Absolutely. Well, Bishop, um, I really appreciate your time. And it's, it's good to chat with somebody, talk some football. Um, hopefully the season will be here before we know it. Um, I wanted to come. Uh, we got positive signs. I think we're on the right path. Right. I think we're all intending to open on time. Um, so let's yep. just hope that, uh, we, 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 we keep going in that direction. Um, I'm excited to get back, man. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time again, and we'll be sure to catch up with you um, as we move forward here uh, throughout the season. Um, but uh, thanks again, Bishop Neal, St. Francis U alum, and he is now the defensive coordinator for Red Flash Football. I'm Ralph Ventry. This is an NEC Now on the NEC Overtime Pod.